Now, when I said on this podcast that if the Green Bay Packers lost to the Arizona Cardinals, it would be an interesting podcast, I think I might have undersold it just a little bit. This has become a very, 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 very interesting podcast because not only did the Packers lose to the Arizona Cardinals, head coach Mike McCarthy, there for 12 seasons and 12 games, has also been fired. He was fired a few hours after the loss to the Arizona Cardinals, 20-17, to at Lambeau Field, in the snow, in December, to a dome team with a rookie quarterback. In Mark Murphy's press conference, which happened yesterday, he said repeatedly the word unacceptable. And that's the word I use a lot in my day-to-day life, unacceptable. There are certain things in life that are unacceptable, and this loss is even all the more frustrating when you see how the playoff picture is playing out. All of the NFC North teams lost. Green Bay, I mean, again, they had very faint playoff hopes. But any hopes that they would have had were completely shattered and out of, and out the window when Mason Crosby missed a 49-yard field goal which would have tied the game and sent it to overtime. And who knows what happens in overtime. I'm not going to talk much about the game because the game was very, very, very boring. And it's a shame because I woke up early, had a great night's sleep. I was ready to watch the Green Bay Packers win at Lambeau Field. They had not won a game since early November against Miami. November 11th to be exact. And I thought it would be similar to the Miami Dolphins game with Brock Osweiler at home. I thought it would be similar to the game against Josh Allen that they played against uh, Buffalo back in early October. I thought the defense would get a lot of sacks, some turnovers, and wreak havoc on a young, inexperienced quarterback, or in the case of Brock Osweiler, a journeyman quarterback. Instead, Green Bay just could never get their footing the entire game. 17 points. Devontae Adams, as usual, he's the one consistent. He's the team MVP this year, even over Aaron Rodgers. He has been the one guy that the Packers can count on each and every week to bring it and be a threat. He made a spectacular sideline tippy-toe catch, shades of Jordy Nelson, to tie up the game at 17-17. And that is when... The shit hit the fan, as they say. So, Arizona, first play on this drive, Dean Lauer gets a sack. Terrific. There's also a false start. Or a, uh, what's that play where the referee rolls his, I think it was either in, in uh, either a illegal formation or false start, but. It's 3rd and 23, but prior to that, Eddie Pleasant, who the Green Bay Packers had just signed recently at safety, had a chance at a horribly thrown Josh Rosen pass to intercept the ball and would have put the Green Bay Packers in scoring position, and they probably would have went up 24-17 or at least 20-17, and I don't think Arizona wins the game. But to even keep Arizona around... Green Bay was 14-point favorites. Arizona should not have hung around in this game 
as long as they did. And the fact that they hung around for as long as they did shows to me and everyone out there that Mike McCarthy, his voice, his message was not getting through to the team. The team was lost. They were clueless. They were dazed and confused. They did not respond to Mike McCarthy anymore. They just, whatever he was selling, they weren't buying. Because in the past, these are the, these are the kind of games that Green Bay wins handily, and they should have won handily. Instead, they lose, and I just stood there stunned. Wasn't even angry. Wasn't even upset. I was just like, oh, we lost. There was a little bit, I guess, I should say of shock, if I could retract a little bit. I guess it was like half shock, but half not shocked, because with what I've seen from this team in games against Seattle, in games against New England... Los Angeles, Minnesota. This is not a winning football team. Now, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens going forward. I was impressed that Mark Murphy decided to make this move the day of the game. Can you imagine that if you're Mike McCarthy? You wake up Sunday morning ready to coach the Green Bay Packers to defeat the Arizona Cardinals. You're all set. And then to leave that day without a job, and you're no longer the coach. I just can't imagine what kind of emotions and feelings were going through his head to know that that had happened. And I feel for the guy. I do. He's a human being. And I think a lot of that's getting lost. I don't appreciate uh, Packer fans celebrating his firing. He should never celebrate someone losing their job. He should never celebrate a coach who brought the Lombardi Trophy back to Green Bay in 2010, losing his job. That's not something you celebrate. Mike was trying. No one can say he, he gave up on the team. To me, if anything, the team gave up on him. But again, I just want to go back to it. It just shows you, it reminds me of the movie Collateral. And of course, this podcast is called Flicks and Football, so I can talk about some flicks here, where I don't remember the, ex the exact dialogue, but... Something about how one simple thing can alter the course of your entire life or your entire evening or whatever the case may be. But Jamie Foxx taking Tom Cruise in that cabin collateral really changed the evening around for Jamie Foxx. Mike McCarthy losing this game really changed things around for him that day. Because like I said, he woke up that day... December 2nd, two days ago. First of all, I apologize that this podcast is a day late. It was a very busy day yesterday. I, will, I won't get into all the specifics of everything, but I had to watch the press conference with Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst. I had to watch uh, Joe Philbin's press conference. I went out and saw Creed, too. It was a very busy day, and I didn't want to do a half-hearted or a half-assed podcast, so... I apologize for it being a day late. I will do my best to make sure that does not become a habit in the future. But again, I just can't wrap my head around that, how quickly life can change. You wake up, you're the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and you fully intend to coach out the rest of the season and possibly sneak in and make the playoffs. I don't think, if you asked that locker room, I don't think anyone, to a man, thought that they were going to lose that game. 
And if you ask Mike McCarthy, even after he lost the game, I don't think he thought that he was going to get fired. But to start the day as the coach, and then around, it was announced during the Minnesota-New England game, although I got a notification on my phone from ESPN's Rob Domowski through the ESPN app that Mike McCarthy was fired and that Joe Philbin was going to be the interim coach. It was obvious that it actually was really happening. And I looked over at my wife and I said, oh my God, Mike McCarthy has been fired. And to think that you start the day off as the head coach and six hours later you're not. And you go to bed that night, you're not the head coach. You wake up, you're the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, a, a storied, historic franchise. You go to bed unemployed. Although many people are linking Mike McCarthy to the job of the Cleveland Browns. To me, it seems like a slam dunk considering all the Green Bay connections and the fact that they have a young quarterback in Baker Mayfield who was humbled this week. I think I talked a little bit about him needing some humility, and he definitely got that at the, hand of the Houston, at the hands of the Houston Texans. So it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm using that word a lot in this podcast. To see what happens when the Green Bay Packers take the field Sunday at noon and they face the Atlanta Falcons. Because if the team plays lights out, if they look like the Packers of old, if they're moving the ball up and down the field, if they're showing some, you know, a jump in their step, if Aaron Rodgers is not looking grouchy and grumpy and looking like the second coming of Jay Cutler, we will find out if Mike McCarthy truly was the problem or if there's a talent issue. Whatever the case may be, this Sunday's game is definitely going to be an interesting game to watch from a crowd perspective. I want to see how the crowd reacts. I heard on uh, WTMJ that for the Arizona game, people people were buying tickets for as low as $25, which if I lived anywhere near Lambeau Field, I would go to as many games as possible, especially at $25. So December 9th, noon, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Joe Philbin has already said he wrote to the team game 13, or the number 13, to let them know that just focus on this 13th game. Will they come out distracted? Will they come out flat, kind of not really sure how to respond to the news? I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is happy about this. A lot of people are saying, oh, because it was Aaron Rodgers' birthday two days ago on, on December 2nd. I don't think he's happy about it. I think it had to end um, similar to the Philadelphia situation, which Mark Murphy brought up in his press conference where Andy Reid had worn out his welcome, even though he had a lot of success. And the team, they went to a Super Bowl. They were in four NFC Championship games. It was just clear that something was, uh, was it four NFC championships or five? I think it might have been four in a row and then five overall. But anyways, Andy Reid had a lot of success in Philadelphia. Never won a Super Bowl like McCarthy, but he was there for, I believe, 13 or 14 seasons. And they went with Chip Kelly. He was great the first year. The next... Year, not so great, and I believe he was fired mid-season as well in 2015. 
And then, of course, we know Doug Peterson got hired in 2016, and they won the Super Bowl in 2017. So the search has begun for the next head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Right now, a lot of names are being tossed around as potential head coaching candidates for the Green Bay Packers. People do not waste time when it comes to this. There's actually betting odds on who the next head coach is going to be. Last I checked, Josh McDaniels was on top of that list. And that is a name that I must admit intrigues me, but at the same time, it also scares me. Josh, Josh McDaniels had some early success in Denver before fizzling out and fading away and getting fired midseason. He also drove Jay Cutler out of town, which turned out to be a great move when you saw what happened with um, the career of Jay Cutler, and he was right about Cutler, and he knew what he was doing with getting rid of Cutler because Cutler did not have a productive NFL career. He made a lot of money, Jay Cutler, but no one can say he ever lived up to the lofty expectations that people had for him when he was drafted, and especially after the 2008 season he had with the Denver Broncos. Um, what else about Josh McDaniels? The fact that he took the Colts' head coaching job and then stepped away from it, that also scares me. Uh, I like that he's young, he's energetic, he's creative. I think he's very, 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 very intelligent, which is something I think Rodgers is going to look for in the next head coach. And, you know, Murphy, you know, Mark Murphy has said that it's not up to Rodgers who the head coach is going to be. He said that his door, along with Brian Goodekun's door, they're both open for his input and his insight because Rodgers just turned 35. It's going to be 36 next year on December 2nd. So says he wants to play until his 40s, so who knows how many good years he has left. He has looked very, very mortal this year, and he has not looked like the unstoppable Rodgers that we have come to expect. Now, is that because of injuries? Of course, they're not going to talk about that. Sometimes he looks really good. Sometimes he's missing open receivers, overthrowing them. I've seen a lot of overthrows to Devante. Of course, he's thrown it at the feet of uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And people have pointed his mechanics. I'm not going to get into the mechanics. I, I don't know enough about that. But I just know that he has not looked consistent, consistently like the Rodgers that we have come to expect. He missed Devante for an easy touchdown in the Minnesota game. So I, I don't know if he, to me... Him being such a player that, for all the physical gifts that he was blessed with, his strongest attribute, all the pundits say, is his brain. And sometimes, maybe he's overthinking things. And overthinking things is causing him to miss throws, to be a little off here or there. Maybe someone can come in and give him some new ideas. You can always teach an old dog new tricks, or as I would like to say, an old cat, because I have a cat who, for every single podcast I've recorded, she has been right here by my side. This is episode number seven, which I'm very proud of, and I appreciate everyone that has listened to Flux and Football. This has been one of the easiest podcasts to record, because there's a lot to talk about and a lot to digest, 
Lincoln Riley is a name that's come up. He is the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. I don't watch a lot of college football, so I can't say much about him, but I know his name has come up. Uh, John Filippo, the offensive coordinator for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. He did great work in Philadelphia. All I know and what everyone keeps saying, so I'm just basically, I'm basically I'm just saying what everybody else is saying, is that they need to get this higher right. This cannot be a Ray Rhodes situation. They need to make sure they find the best fit for Aaron Rodgers. Because this team has talent. They need to get more talent. And if, if here's what I believe, and I've said this before. I believe Nick Perry, he's going to be off the books for the Packers next year. Clay Matthews, I think he's going to be out of town. Randall Cobb, I think he's going to be out of town. Brian Bulaga, oof, that one's a little bit trickier. They don't have a ready replacement. Spriggs has not turned out to be the player that they thought they were going to get when they drafted him in the second round in 2016. So because they, they don't have a replacement and Bulaga has one year left on his contract, they might let it play out, but you know, maybe they'll draft that a uh, tackle in the second, third, or fourth round. They've had a lot of success drafting tackles late. I mean, David Bakhtiari, the best left tackle in football. He was a uh, fourth-round pick out of Colorado. Scrawny guy with long hair in 2013, and now he's a beast. Um, the rest of the NFC North lost, as I said, so this would have been just a golden opportunity for that for a big win. But even if they would have won the game, it wouldn't have felt like a good win. But it felt like an ugly win. Would have just been like, why did we let the Arizona Cardinals hang around with us like this? It was similar to the San Francisco 49er game. The only exception is that the Packers beat San Francisco. So they're, the, the 2018 Packers are very troubling. What we've seen, what we've witnessed, what we've watched, it's been very troubling. It has not been a fun team to watch this year, with the exception of week one. And that provided such promise. Even week two was exciting, except for the roughing the passer call. Everything is just... The wheels are off the car. Everything has gone haywire. There's major problems, and they need to be fixed. And it starts with getting the head coach right. From there, I don't know what they're going to do. I hope they keep Mike Pettin. Uh, going back to the... To, to the Arizona game, if Eddie Pleasant picks off that ball, it's different. And that's been so frustrating is I hate playing the what-if game because football is a game of you have to get the job done, no excuses. No, well, what if he did this and this would have happened. I know I've said that a lot in this podcast, but that's what losing teams usually laminate. Ah, if only this would have happened, we would have won. If that would have happened, we would have won. Green Bay... To my knowledge, and to everyone's knowledge, they have not been blown out all season. I believe their biggest loss was 14 points to New England. They haven't really gotten dominated by one particular team. So I, I don't understand why there's such a disconnect. And who knows what kind of rumors are going to come out in the upcoming weeks. Uh, 
and what people are going to say and what kind of speculation is going to uh, come out there. They also lost by 14 points to the Redskins. But Mike McCarthy, Rodgers, it was clear they were not getting along. So where does that leave the Green Bay Packers for the final four games of the very disappointing 100th yet 2018 season? Green Bay has two home games and two road games. Atlanta at home this Sunday. On the road at Chicago, December 16th. December 23rd, on the road against the New York Jets. And then they end the season December 30th against the Detroit Lions. And it's going to be quite interesting to see how these final four games unfold with Joe Philbin as the offensive coordinator, now turned head coach. Saved myself there. <laughs> but it's just been a, it's been a really weird week weekend for the Green Bay Packers. Been a really weird weekend. It's been a weird week. It just I, I've I've seen it just seems odd not to have McCarthy having press conferences and not to see him out there. I'd like to thank Mike for his 12 years and 12 games, for the Super Bowl, for the playoffs, for the excitement, and everything that he did in and out of the community of Green Bay, Wisconsin. I think he should be he should be remembered fondly. People want to talk about underachieving. That's all talk for a later date and a later time. He did win a Super Bowl. Andy Reid, as a head coach, has not won a Super Bowl. He has as an assistant for Green Bay, but not as a head coach. That's not easy to win a Super Bowl. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning, who many consider one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, had to beat Rex Grossman and had to rely on a defense in Denver to win his two Super Bowls. So, people make it sound like Super Bowls. Not everybody is the New England Patriots. It's very hard to win multiple Super Bowls. Joe Montana is a rare quarterback. Yes, Eli Manning has two rings, but those were great defenses he was playing with. As far as Big Ben Roethlisberger, his 2005 Super Bowl, that was because of a great defense. He hasn't been back to a Super Bowl since 2010 when he lost to the Green Bay Packers. He made it in 2008, and they won, and... I give him credit for that ring, but there are a lot of great... Look at Phillip Rivers. He's never been to a Super Bowl, and he's an extremely talented quarterback having a great season. So all this blame they're putting on McCarthy as if he's the reason. There's so many factors that play into it. Football is always the ultimate team game, and always will be the ultimate team game. So to put the blame on McCarthy and say they've underachieved, I think part of that's fair, but I think a lot of it is also overblown, in my opinion. So, Mike McCarthy will do just fine. I think he will be the Cleveland Browns head coach, and he'll do wonderful things there, and I wish him nothing but the best. As far as the Green Bay Packers, I hope they do their due diligence on the head coaching hire, and I hope they know what they're doing. And I hope they really think about this, and they find the right fit with Rodgers and the right fit with the Packers and the Packer community and the Packer fans. They deserve better after these past two seasons. They deserve better. And if you think about it, 
things have been kind of broken in Green Bay for a while. They've just been sort of hidden by Rodgers and the in the 2016 run the table and 2015 Hail Mary game they lost to Arizona. So this isn't like this was a rash decision made by the Green Bay Packers. They've thought about this and losing to Arizona, to use their words and mine, unacceptable. So for me, what would make me extremely happy as a Green Bay Packer fan throughout this disappointing season would be to win the final four games. How about that? Beat Atlanta. Beat the Bears. Beat the Jets. Beat the Lions. Finish 8-7-1. Go into the 2019 season strong. But especially beat the Bears. I've had to hear so much crap from Bear fans this week. And I'm tired of hearing it. They have one good season for the first time in forever, and all of a sudden, they're acting like big shots. I was glad to see them lose to the Giants, and I hope they lose to the Packers, because that way, no matter what any Bear fan says to me throughout the offseason, and at Christmas Eve, or anywhere I go, I can always say, yes, Green Bay had a disappointing season. Yes, they did not live up to expectations, but they still beat the Bears twice. For me, as a Packer fan, I have three goals. Win the division, beat the Bears twice, and win the Super Bowl. That's my goal every year. Those Bear games are important to me because of living in, in Illinois. And they mean a lot because I have to put up with a lot. And I couldn't even begin to tell you the harassment I've had to face this season. It's been unparalleled. It's been obnoxious, it's been irritating, but I'm not going to stop wearing my Packer gear. I'm not going to hide my love for my team. I love Green Bay through and through. I love the Packers through and through. They're always going to be in my heart. They're tattooed on my right and left arm. Arms. So nothing will change my Packer fandom, no matter what people say to me when they harass me in the bathroom, at the post office, or anywhere. So as always, go Pack, go, beat Atlanta, beat Chicago, beat the Jets, beat the Lions. Most importantly, beat those stinking Bears. Beat them and shut up this entire loudmouth city of Chicago. That would make me very happy. As far as what's coming up on the podcast, I will be recording again tomorrow with the Flicks portion of Flicks and Football. I've had the pleasure of uh, seeing two movies in the theater recently. I've seen Creed 2, and I've seen Green Book. I will have reviews of those on tomorrow's podcast, December 5th, so be on the lookout for those. Two very good movies. I can tell you that right off the bat. I'll go into more detail on them on tomorrow's podcast. On Friday, December 7th, I will preview the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons which was pointed out by someone online not too long ago that two years ago, these two teams both met in the NFC Championship game. Now Atlanta's 4-8, Green Bay's 4-7-1. How quickly life in the NFL can change. But I want to thank you for listening. Keep downloading the episodes. Keep listening. Keep subscribing. 
Tell your Packer friends, tell your football friends, tell your movie friends that this is a podcast worth listening to. I think I'm getting better with each and every podcast. Wanting to use the pause button when I need to to take a break to save my voice. Trying to get my points across, trying not to make too many full pause. I am very appreciative that people, whether it's one person, two persons, or three people, whoever listens, I appreciate you listening. If you want to reach out and ask me any questions, Packer-related, movie-related, or anything else, the email address, as always, is the numbers 411 and the word interviewer at gmail.com. Once again, that is the numbers 411 interviewer at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Flex and Football. You can find this podcast on iTunes. Just search for Flex and Football. Just find the podcast, tell people about it, and let's get this thing rolling. Let's make it stronger and the best podcast that it can be. Because this means a lot to me, and it feels great to have my voice out there and to have my voice heard and to do something that I'm very passionate about. I love people like Mark Marin and Bill Burr, Jim Cornette, a professional wrestling manager. These are all podcasts I listen to on my daily morning walks, and they get me through my walks. And I love a good podcast, and I hope one day, who knows how long it will take, that my podcast will reach a level to where it's something that people are talking about as getting a lot of publicity. Once again, Tony Farinella saying goodbye for this edition of flicks and football. I will talk to you tomorrow, December 5th, when I give reviews of Creed 2 and Green Book. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day.